0: we don't grow alone. We flourish when we do life together. To flourish means to grow or develop in a healthy way, especially as a result of a particularly favorable environment. Join me for conversations about growth and change as we talk about creating the community you crave. You're listening to the Flourish Together podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Worley, and you're listening to episode 18, Positive Parenting with Wendy Snyder. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Flourish Together podcast. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Wendy Snyder. Wendy, go ahead and say hello to the listeners.
1: Hello, listeners. Thanks for having me today, Andrea.
0: Yes, I'm so excited to chat with you. Um, Wendy, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. I know you online through Instagram, Um, but I just want everyone to kind of get a feel for who you are and what you do.
1: Yes. Well, um, my name is Wendy Snyder, and I am the founder of Fresh Start Family Online. So I am a positive parenting educator and coach, and I help families really parent with great intention by really strengthening relationships in their home and parenting with integrity, I like to say. And I really love working with families who often have gotten themselves (laughs) to a place where they're like, Oh my gosh, how is this so hard? You know, I think a lot of us never expected parenting to really be this hard at times people joke about it and they tell you, Oh, just wait till they're toddlers. But I think there are times that bring parents to their knees behind closed doors that feel like it's the hardest thing you've ever gone through in your life. And so the community that I run, I have a membership program called the bonfire and a positive parenting course called the foundations course. Um, through the website, and I just love supporting families who come to the table with a humble heart to say we 're in a situation that we're not we 're not loving every day, and we want to get to a place where we are walking through parenthood joyfully and confident and feeling like we can be firm kind leaders in our home and so I always say positive parenting is for every parent, no matter what kind of kiddo you 've been blessed with every I mean the curriculum the psychology behind it is just Beautiful in um, really influencing kids to do what you want with integrity, and to have great you know great relationships, and it's you know really you know really it's almost like essential if if you're if you're stressed if you're feeling really challenged if you don't know how to handle situations with integrity because many of us were you know handed the common four we all we all got that fear force bribery and rewards <laughs> we kind of know how to do that out the gate. It's like, you know, so this work really just fills up your toolkit. So you're really a choice. So you have like, you know, 20 options when a challenge comes up or misbehavior arises instead of just those common four.
0: Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Love that. You're right. Like, I think there's just something in us as parents, like no one teaches us how to like bribe our kids. It just comes naturally, you know, just Um, that's where I found you. Um, not through the bribery, but my husband and I were just in kind of a tough season. I have a nine year old a daughter that just turned nine and my son just turned six last December. Um, and we just entered into like a brand new territory with like older kids. We, we moved out of the baby stage, you know, the toddler stage and our parenting. And it just kind of like hit us like we are raising like these tiny humans. We want them to be productive adults. We want to teach them responsibility. And it was kind of like this push and pull, like good days of parenting. And then, like you said, days that would just bring us to our knees and feeling like so unequipped. Um, And that's when I found you and I did one of your free webinars that you did last year. Um, Can you share a little bit about your own story and your own journey to positive parenting?
1: I would love to Andrea. So, yeah, I just I think, you know, it's so cool when God can pull us out of dark seasons and really bring us to a a um a point of such abundance, right? And joy and and light after we've been through something so tough. And that's definitely my story. So, um my husband and I met really young. We we were like in middle school together. It's crazy. <laughs> But we did not fall in love in middle school but you know um, I fell in love with him when I was 16 years old and by the time you know we were we moved out to California together by the time we were nineteen 20 years old we um, you know went to college and had successful careers and bought our first home and everything um, we felt very like okay if we put our head down and we focus and we work hard we can accomplish anything that we want and we were hard workers and um, and then we had kids and it just all of a sudden that whole theory about like work hard and um, know what you're doing and you'll succeed because we were blessed with a super strong willed little girl so i swear she came like out of the womb <laughs> with strength and you know birth was crazy it was a nightmare absent birth I like just grateful we both survived um, I feel like the whole bonding thing in the beginning just did not happen you know I was unconscious when she was born and um, so we just had a really rocky start and then I feel like she was one of those babies that when you hold her she was just like pure muscle and we would we would hold like friends babies and they would be like kind of like a tub of butter just like soft and squishy and then our Stella Bella was just like firm and like almost (laughs) so I swear I swear I could tell she just had this very strong spirit from the beginning so by the time she became a toddler um I had uh, just had my second little my second child a little boy and who had colic also so I got two colicky kids which is crazy I just we couldn't believe it he started developing colic at week three, and we were like, no, no, this is not happening. <laughs> so he just cried constantly, and at the same time, Stella was really you know, coming into the full power surge stage of life that we know it, it is now called toddlerhood. At the same time, I decided to leave my corporate career in the surf industry because I thought it sounded like a great idea and a blessing to be able to stay at home with my kids. And here in Southern California, I thought okay, like we're going to be on the beach and like, you know, the kids are going to take naps and I'm going to be able to clean the house and work out and rest. And it's just going to be lovely. And it was a nightmare. So very soon after that, um, I, I got to a pretty dark place where I was just feeling defeated and hopeless. And I really didn't like her I mean, she would come down the stairs um, you know, in the morning, and at the time she like, wouldn't let us brush her hair. She wouldn't like wear anything to bed because she was so sensitive to everything. And she would just look at me and kind of growl. And then she'd look at Daddy and be like, hi, Daddy. <laughs> and I was like, I do not like this kid. I do not like parenthood. I just want to run away. And you know, I can laugh at it now, but back then it was a really dark feeling. And the thing is, um, you know, I didn't know about a community like I have at Fresh Start Family um, at the time. So I just felt very alone. So on the outside, I was like, you know, this cute little blonde and seemed seemed to have the life, right? I live a mile from the beach and I've been blessed with the ability to stay home with my kids. And most days you would see me at the grocery store and ask me how I was. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm tired, but I'm good. When really I wanted to tell people, I'm so confused, and I'm like so worried about my daughter, and I'm freaking out, and she's throwing things, and I'm throwing things, and nothing's working, and I'm so worried about her, and, but I never told anybody that, right? Um, so pretty soon, we had her at some doctors thinking like, well, maybe she's ODD, or ADHD, or ADD, like something's got to be wrong with her, because she's just supposed to listen. And when she doesn't do what we say, then something's wrong. And we're not succeeding at making her behave. And if we don't control our child, then things are going to get really out of control. And if we can't control our kid, then we're not great parents. Most of that was coming from me. So thank God I discovered the work of positive parenting. Um, The preschool that she was at offered redirecting children's behavior, um, which is a program I later became certified to teach in for free. And so I walked in that classroom, just feeling defeated and hopeless, but very excited to have that two hour break. (laughs) I had, I think grandma at the time had come to watch my little colicky baby. And it was just like a breath of fresh air. So as soon as I started to hear the curriculum and the concepts, I was like, Oh, this makes sense. And I started to realize that maybe I had a part of the dance that I wasn't really acknowledging before in the way I was working with her slash aka trying to control her and make her do what i want through a lot of fear and force um and so pretty soon we started to implement the 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 curriculum and some things worked really fast and other things really challenged me and being that i'm such a strong willed person we always say that apple doesn't fall far from the tree usually so if you have a strong-willed kiddo it's most likely one of you is you know, a type A or competitive or strong-willed, which is a blessing. We we teach parents that that's a God-given, beautiful personality trait. So I was strong-willed and I wasn't going to give up. So all I knew was when I would come home from class and I, in theory, it all sounded great. Like maybe you should step to the side and, and think about how you want to react to your child instead of, um, they respond to your child instead of reacting like a volcano, like maybe you should take a deep breath instead of yelling or slamming a door or threatening. And then misbehavior would arise. And to actually do that, I was like not succeeding. And so then the, the pattern, you know, the, it would start, I would feel like a failure. I would blame her. I would feel very guilty and shameful at the end of the day. So I just knew that I needed to keep coming back for support. So thank God I had an incredible mentor. And uh, just kept coming back so we really dove hard into learning this work over the next two or three years and um, before long we were feeling way more fluent in the the methods and the languages and just um, the relationship focused strategies and things started really to get better and so now fast forward my daughter's 11 back then she was three when I found the work and she's just such a light to our family and the world and just so inspirational. It's nuts. Like she's an incredible musician. She's a really talented drummer. She's um, a great athlete. She does wonderful in school. She has great friendships. Um, she's a normal tween, but you know, those days when she rolls her eyes or gives us an attitude, but she's just an incredible kid. And so thank Thank God um, he put this work in our hands because it's enabled us to work with her in a way that honors her, honors our family, and um, gives us the strategies we need to be firm, kind leaders and also respect who she is. So that's the story. That's why I'm so passionate about teaching this work. Um, I mean, it's literally, it just lights me up every day. I get to work with families all over the world now through the membership program and who are going through my course that just inspire me deeply because um, it's it's really incredible what's what's going on with this work across the planet. Families breaking generational cycles and choosing to really parent um, the way that they feel is in line with their moral compass, their heart, and their faith.
0: I love that. Thank you for sharing your story. What you said that you st- you found this work when your daughter was three. So what if there's parents listening to this and they're thinking, my kid is older, you know, does this, could this still work for my kids? Is it too late for my child? What would you say to that?
1: It is never, ever, ever too late. Yeah. So no, I would say no, get in the work like as soon as possible, because there's no like, you know it's not like some special trickery that we have for toddlers. It's, it's just basic human dignity and relationship strategies that, um, actually work across the board. So a lot of our families will say, Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. The stuff that I'm learning in the course or through the membership program, it's helping me at work and it's helping me with my spouse. So, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's never too late. And I think if you do have an older child, um, it's, it's even more important that you start immediately because that's saying, you know, that the days are long, but, or let's see. Yeah. The days are long, but the years are short, right? Like how many yeah. times have you worked your eyes at that comment? Cause you're just like, yeah, right. But it's crazy how, you know, if you say, well, I don't, you know, I don't know. Well, We'll try this or that and we'll you know maybe we'll do it next month and then before you know it like your kids are off to college and and you just wish you would have would have tried it you know so okay. it, it really does help kids of all ages there is no no prereq that your kids have to be toddlers or um, to get into this work it really will it it'll give you significant results at any age
0: mm-hmm. and i love what you said about um the families that you're working with they're changing the trajectory of their families going forward in the future. And, you know, they're breaking off generational things that they may have seen or behaviors. Um, because my husband and I have having been having a lot of these conversations lately and feeling like, you know, parenthood seems to be like this ever revolving new season. You know, I'm always like telling people, once you figure out one stage, like, hold tight because it's probably going to change as your kids enter new seasons, as they grow older. Do you find that to be true?
1: I do. I do. And I absolutely agree. And I I even feel like sometimes I swear my kids will, I read one study that was like, sometimes they'll go down into like six months of like harder behavior. I don't know. I honestly don't know where I read that, but sometimes I'll see that. Like they'll have some seasons of hard months and then they'll come back and have seasons of like, easier months. I don't know if it has to do with growth or whatever it is, but, um, but yeah, it, it is always changing. Right. But the cool thing about the positive parenting curriculum is, is all of the theory stays the same throughout your relationship with your child, your entire life. And so no matter what season of life they're going through, you're going through, it's all the same concepts, right? Like the empathy, listening, connection, firm, kind limits, Um, discipline that unites and is compassionate and grace-filled, like every, all of the concepts stay the same. You just kind of apply it to the different unique situations that are going on. But yeah, you're right. It does always change. And so that's, what's cool about, you know, if anyone's, if never, if someone's never done the online learning situation, what's cool about the modern day learning is that you get these courses and then you have them for life usually my course you do. So it's like, you can sit down and go through it again when your kids are a little bit older, because every time you hear the strategies or reread the book or stay in the membership program, which is really ideal, you get reminded like, oh yeah, that that's a concept that I should be leaning into during this current season of challenge.
0: Yeah, I love that what explain to people that are listening what what's like the brief snapshot of what positive parenting means
1: yeah so really positive parenting is just you know i guess I it's kind of like a it's a way of life it's a it's a style of, of parenting, but it's really all about just filling up your toolkit so you're at choice. And it's, it's based on positive psychology of a renowned mid-century psychologist by the name of Dr. Rudolf Dreikers. And he helped us understand really what's underneath children's misbehavior, really what's underneath all human behavior. And what he, what he taught us is that it's all about needs. And so we all have these common needs, the need to belong. It's a big one. The need to belong is like massive for every single one of us. The need to feel valuable, the need to feel loved and to be loving. And a big one is the need to feel powerful, which a lot of us is kind of a shock that if that's a human healthy need, especially when we're raising toddlers that we're like, "Mm, we're not so sure we like them wanting to feel powerful. Like we're the ones to feel powerful, right? Like we're the leaders. So if that's a cool one, we get to work through with parents, but all of these needs are like, we all share them with our kids, with ourselves. And we're all in life, you know, especially our kids just trying to figure out how to, to do life. And so he, he taught us that, you know, when misbehavior arises, it's not that our kids are out to get us or trying to be naughty or push our buttons or they're just trying to communicate their needs. And so we can teach them and, and it's very, it's, um, it's very influential how we respond to their misbehavior to guide their future behavior. So, um, you know, we can, we can teach them how to communicate their needs in a healthy way. And that's through a lot of modeling. It's through a lot of um, stepping back and having a humble heart and recognizing where what behavior they're having is often mimicking the behavior we're having, which is a really hard thing for a lot of parents to hear. But we we um, teach them to be really grace-filled on themselves and to not beat themselves up and instead commit to um, getting the help they need to change. So tomorrow, and I really think that's like an empowering thing about this work is, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy to change anybody else. Like it's, it's actually impossible to make somebody else change. But when you realize like there's stuff that you can do just to change the way you talk to people, the tone you have, the way you think about others, the way you think about yourself, like that's empowering to me because it feels doable. Um, so yeah, it's really, it's really just all about finding the middle ground between too firm and too kind. And through this curriculum, we do it with a full toolkit. So we're at choice. And, and that, like I said, that psychology about the needs is really helpful because it, it puts parents into a different mindset. It's like when you can shift your mindset to like, oh, okay, my kid's not out to get me. They're just trying to communicate and get, get what they they want, which is their needs to be.
0: Which is what, when you think about it, it's what we all do, no matter how old we are. Right. Yes. And that's something like as a parent, my, it sounds so silly, but my eyes have been so opened to these last like few years with my kids is that kind of the same things that they're dealing with. I deal with as an adult just on a different level. And it's just a constant reminder to me that they are broken, sinful little people, just like I'm a broken, sinful, like adult, you know, and they're naturally, they want to, like you said, they, they want their will or, or they want to do what they want to do. And I, as an adult want to do what I want to do sometimes. And it may not be always the right thing to do or the best thing to do. And it's, it's a good constant reminder that like. We're the same on some levels, but it's my job to lead them well. And I, and I think sometimes we forget, like we need to do that for ourselves as adults too.
1: It's so beautifully said, Andrea. It's, it's so spot on. And that's the way kids learn the best is by watching their parents be human beings and saying, Oh, you know what? When I was little, my mom used to freak out and yell at me all the time. And then she came to me one day and was like, Hey, I'm not okay with the way I'm acting, and I realize that I keep telling you not to scream at your brother, and I'm realizing that I'm screaming at you, and so I'm committing to change. I'm gonna pray about this. I'm asking God to help me get the help I need to just change the way I'm acting, the way I'm, and and then that little person grows up with that memory of their parent changing. Like, that's how you get your kid to change. The whole like, I'm just going to tell you for 10 years to stop doing what you're doing and change what I'm doing the complete opposite. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And it's, it's so cool when parents embrace this work because, you know, real life includes mistakes and yeah, sins. And it's like, we need to teach our kids how to, you know, change that and how to get out of that and how to have different behavior tomorrow, not just how they're wrong for being that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I love what you said earlier when you were just sharing your story just with your daughter, because a lot of what you said, my kids are two years and nine months apart. So there's a pretty significant age gap. And my daughter, when she was a baby, I mean, she was an absolute breeze, relatively speaking. I mean, she slept through the night really early on and you know I felt like this rock star at motherhood and then I had my second who is a boy and he just everything I knew about parenting he flipped upside down like I didn't know what to do with him he had a dairy allergy that we didn't know about for quite some time and so he threw up after every nursing feed like session and he cried a lot and I remember my daughter like she was, she turned three, three months after he was born. And that's when she started to enter this like toddlerhood of angst. Um, and she won, I mean, everyone told me that she was going to be so helpful and she wasn't, she didn't want anything. Yeah. She didn't want anything to do with him really. Um, and she would tell me like, he cries a lot. And I was like, I know. And you know, nobody was sleeping and, There were days that I was in a fog, you know, and so many things of your story just resonated with me when I look back at that season of my life. And I think when you were saying like you would go to the grocery store and no one would know like what you were really going through. Why do you think that as moms, specifically speaking to moms, like we don't, we don't share sometimes really where we're at?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. There's probably a lot of answers. Um, But I think, and it's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about teaching the work that I do, is that I don't think culture sets us up um, to expect our little human beings to be imperfect. You know, I just don't think they do. Um, You know, you might get the message of like, oh yeah, toddler years are tough or the terrible twos, but no one really says to you like, Hey, there's going to be really messy days in a thousand ways. And that's okay. Cause you're still going to be an amazing mom. You're still going to, um, everything's going to be okay, but you're going to go through seasons and where everything's going to be really messy and, and just expect it. And that's okay. And you don't have to fix everything. You don't have to control everything. And like, we, we just are not proactive with the messaging and the, empowerment of how to handle those messes on the parenting front. I mean, isn't it crazy that you need a license to go fish off the Oceanside Pier, but you don't need a license to become a parent. Right. Like you probably have to go to like Dick's Sports and pay $30 for a fishing license to catch a trout. But for parenting, there's no required anything, right? And it's not about requiring um, a class to make sure parents do it right. It's about It's about what if the future we had, you know, this put into parents' hands at the hospital or um, even like, you know, you know, culture got to a point where they really encouraged parenting classes like they do breastfeeding classes or birthing classes. Right. I mean, it sure feels like here, at least in America, I would think that like 80 percent of couples go to birthing classes before they have a baby but i would I would argue that the percentage of people that go to a parenting class is like probably one percent- maybe zero nobody just nobody gets this information so um, I think then it becomes very surprising and shocking and shameful when you have a situation that you're thrown into that you don't know how to deal with the mess and um, you just had different expectations so it's very hard on our souls it's very um, we just think that no one's going to like really want to hang out with us if we're a mess. But I found that it's actually the opposite. People actually feel closer to you when you say, oh my gosh, I'm kind of feel like a mess right now. I feel like a hot mess. Mm. Like there are days when I'm barely showering and I've got breast milk all over my shirt. <laughs> Like, I'm super bummed on my toddler, but, and you say it with laughter, but like that, that's when, you know, we actually become closer with our neighbors or our, our pals that we met at Bible study or whatever it is. Like that's authenticness that I think will come along with making parenting, positive parenting curriculum more of a, you know, you need, everybody needs to do it type of thing. But until then, like, it's just going to surprise people and they're going to try to hide it. And, um, and then they're going to be thrown into like the chaos or now that's when a lot of people find me, unfortunately, that's the current state of my business model. And that's how I found the work. They find me when they're in chaos. I come, we, I comfort, like we, we create a plan, we move forward, we get to a much better place. But my dream, my vision for my company for Fresh Start Family is really to have it be a proactive model one day. In the world. That's kind of my life's work is to create this almost legislation one day that this will be required for every parent. And again, the goal is not to make parents do it one way. It's just to empower them to be a choice and to mm-hmm. expect little souls to be little people that grow and learn through messes and mistakes and how we can guide and mentor them instead of correct and fix and control.
0: I love that and and what I love most is that is the message of that the hope that you're giving parents and families that it's never too late um to have a fresh start and to you know change what you're doing and that you have a choice and it can change. I think a lot of times parents can feel really hopeless and feel like, well, this is just the way that it is, you know. And I mean, I can identify with that. There were seasons where I thought, okay, well, I'm just never going to sleep and you know I'm going to have a crazy toddler and I don't know what to do with them. Um, But what you do and the work that you do really offers parents a choice and offers them a lot of hope. So um, tell everybody about your podcast. You and your husband just launched a podcast not too long ago and I love it and listen and I think it's a great free resource that that's for parents.
1: Yes. Oh, It it is so exciting to us. We are having so much fun with this new podcast. It's called the Fresh Start Family Show. You can um, find it at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash show, or of course on iTunes and all the platforms. Um, But it's really a show about relationships because... And it's co-hosted with my husband. So again, one of like my big missions with this company is to make sure the whole family is served because I don't think that this is just mom's work. Of course, like as moms, a lot of times we are the first to step up to the plate to say like, hey, I want to invest in some learning or some books or, you know, really focus on um, growing in this area. Hubby, will you come on board? But really like Our modern day families, we are so lucky nowadays, right? To have a lot of men who are willing and eager to be right there with us. And that for me is what is the dream for success. So, by having Terry's voice on this podcast, it really gives, I think, the guys an opportunity to hear what positive parenting lifestyle a positive parenting lifestyle looks like, not from just a chick's perspective, but yeah. from a guy's perspective too. And so, Terry is, um, you know, incredibly just—gosh, he's been in you know self personal development. We we are involved in a lot of life coaching work too. Um, and so he's been involved in that over the last decade. So he's incredibly wise. And, and I think um, we just have fun together and it's about relationships because this work, you know, when you, when you use positive parenting curriculum in your home, it's like one of the biggest common denominators is the focus on relationships. So I, I always love to, to reference this one study that um, is very famous. It was done through Harvard. It was a 60 year study which is like, if you just Google like the 60 year Harvard relationship study, you can find it really easily. But, I and mean, that's like a long study, right? Mm. But it was a study on longevity and health and like what basically in a nutshell, layman's terms, like what makes people live really long happy lives and they, they found they, I mean, they studied people who have been through war and battled cancer and been through divorce and like, you know, really all, a very, broad spectrum of lives and what they found was the biggest contributor to a long healthy happy life was a was solid healthy relationships and i just think that's it's insane like it's it's do anything you can to to create healthy relationships in your life because it's so important. So our podcast, we really we talk a lot about positive parenting, but we also talk about how the concepts we teach, they, they radiate out into all areas of our lives. And when you become more empathetic with your kid and you build that muscle to seek to understand all day long in your home, you're gonna be able to do the same in your workplace or at your church or with your neighbors. It's just these these little souls that we're blessed with. They they often are our biggest teachers, right? They allow us the opportunity to exercise those muscles over and over again, even though it's painful sometimes. So yeah, we're having so much fun with it. Episode one really tells our story. Um, It's a great place to start for um, for listeners. But yeah, the Fresh Start Family Show.
0: I love it, and I will link uh, the podcast in the show notes, and I'll link to episode one too, and I'll find that study and link it too, so everyone can. back and reference it um so i love this conversation and i always ask all of my guests at the end of our conversation who or what is allowing you to flourish in the season that you're in
1: oh gosh Um, so i thought about that question and it is definitely my team so oh it almost brings me to tears thinking about it because i'm so grateful for this team that god has blessed me with so I have a staff of two now. So at Fresh Start Family, we're three. We're actually more than that because my husband is, you know, an employee. My daughter is an employee. She teaches the kids within our bonfire community. Um, My son's even on the corporation documents. (laughs) I love it. I know, right? But really, I have a team of two that support me. I have a community manager, her name's Sarah, and a business manager, um, her name's Laura. And these girls actually came on as an internship with me almost a year ago. They um, they worked for free for me for eight months and seriously poured their heart and soul into helping me build Fresh Start Family out in the first year. And um, now they just came on as paid staff probably about a month ago and it just feels like such a blessing to get the business to the point where we um, we can support a staff um, sarah's a military mama and laura 's um, an incredible mama of three, including two toddler twins imagine um, so it just feel I feel so grateful that um i'm able to to support those women and then also that just very grateful for the help that they give me because entrepreneurship can be a very overwhelming thing and um this team that i've been able to build uh they've been through all of the life coaching work they've been through all of the courses all of the now certified in the parenting programs and they've just been a hundred percent on board and super supportive of me so it just feels like they're an extension of family now and i'm super super grateful for them because it's a lot of work it is a lot of work to run these kind of businesses and to, to pour the way we run this business, I mean, we are like really focused on customer service and the way we serve our our customers. And it's, you know, it's a lot of vulnerable, deep stuff we get into. And so they're just, they're just in it. And I'm so grateful. So they are definitely helping me flourish big time.
0: I love that. I love that. I mean, You could have said anything, um, but I love that you talked about your team uh, because I hear a lot of things and see a lot of things where people are doing entrepreneurial work or just any kind of work where they have teams around them and they don't always acknowledge their team and really honor their team. So I think that that's really awesome that you mentioned that and that you said that. So that's really, really good. Yeah. Wendy, tell everybody again where they can find you and connect with you after they listen to this episode.
1: Yes. All right, so you can find me at freshstartfamilyonline.com. I always have a freebie on my homepage. So sometimes it's like a guide, 20 phrases you can use to help your kids listen better, Sometimes it's a free masterclass I'm hosting. Sometimes it's a guide to understanding misbehavior, but there's always a free something you can grab on the homepage of the website. And then I'm Fresh Start Wendy on Instagram and Fresh Start Family on Facebook.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Wendy, for joining me for this conversation. I loved having you.
1: Thank you, Andrea. I loved being here.
0: Thank you for tuning in and listening to another episode of the Flourish Together podcast. If this podcast has impacted you, I'd love for you to leave us a rating and review jump on over to whatever listening platform you're enjoying the podcast on and leave us a review and rating. It really helps spread the mission of the podcast even farther and it helps other people hear about the show too. You can find show notes to this episode, freebies and more on my website at andreamworley.com and find me on Instagram at andreamworley so we can connect. See you next time. Oh, 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 oh oh, 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 oh